Hello everyone, my name is Tom. It really is. And who are you? I'm Andrea. I'm the better one. Oh, hi Andrea. Hi. Other one. I'm the other one. You're not the other one. You're the other one and this is the other castle. <laughs> Intro game so weak today, Tom. Damn. Oh, okay. Come on. Competitive podcasting. Well, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Ew. 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 Well, watch yourself. Play that one a little close to the chest. Okay, that's too much. No? No. I thought that was like a bump, set, spike situation. They're not listed as like an explicit podcast, okay? (laughs) With how many times I say fuck, we probably should be. Yeah, probably. I say fuck a lot. Do say. What's my nickname at work? Your nickname at work is the fuck word. It's the fuck word. I don't even work with you and I know that. Yeah, because my coworkers have told you. I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's like her favorite word. Yeah. Anyway. That and now. (laughs) You don't say it that much. Not right now. Okay, stop. Okay. (laughs) We have some cool shit to get into today though, right? Yeah, we really do. Okay, perfect. Uh, I learned something about myself with this one. Oh, you you did some like deep diving into Tomland. Well, it's both like this and just like this podcast in general has made me realize something about myself that I didn't realize. Uh huh. And it's that I really apparently am a big fan of the horror survival genre. Like, oh, I didn't realize that. You have never said anything about horror in the what six years that we've. No, I don't like horror movies. I don't like any of those kinds of things. But the the horror games I'm apparently fond of. Like, okay, so, like, I'm a pussy, but I love the lore behind horror. Like, I just, the storytelling in horror is so fascinating to me because it's just, like, a drama but super fucked up. Like, it's always so cool. But Really like, dark drama. I don't love jump scares and things and, like... It's like the torture porn is a little too much. Like in, in my head, all I see is that scene in Pet Cemetery where the kid comes out and he stabs the guy in his Achilles. Oh and after that, I'm just like, no, I can't. It's I'm too squirmy wormy. But like the lore behind like the Saw franchise is the most fan- it's fantastical and it's glorious and wonderful. But I just like I'm a pussy. You can't handle- I can't handle it. But I'm excited for this because it's spooky. It's spooky. Well, it's not spooky necessarily, but it's, oh. it's technically, I would you would put it in the horror category. Okay. Before you get... Tom hasn't told me anything about these. Tom rarely tells me anything about this. He just kind of shoves me in front of a mic and is like, listen to me talk. Yeah. Like the um, audience actually, they know what game they're going into typically. I, more than I do. <laughs> so is this a game that I've heard of? Maybe. Maybe. Is, is it a franchise or is it... Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. It, it's, it's part of a... Fr- I mean, it, it's the first of a franchise. Is it part of a franchise that's still going on today? You know, I think there's rumors of a fourth one coming. Okay, so it's not Resident Evil. No. Okay, I actually just crawled out of a spiral where I was watching Let's Plays of the most recent one. Oh, really? That story's fascinating. Yeah, they also released a, like a prequel DLC piece to it. Like, it's really cool. You it looks gorgeous. You do weird stuff when, when I'm not around. I love the internet so much. You really do. It's so good. Okay, uh, no, but you're not far <laughs> off, though, because it is uh, zombie-related. Okay, so you said this is the first of three, and then there's rumors of a fourth one coming. Yeah, it might. I think it might actually be considered the fifth. There's like two part twos. Maybe like a sister sequel. Okay, got it. Yeah. This is not Plants vs. Zombies. I take it. No. It's not a survival horror <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies. No. Okay, but zombie, that's very in right now. You're helping our clout by talking about zombies. I know. Well, I, you know, I don't even like zombies. Like, I don't watch Walking Dead. I watched no. the first season, and you I didn't it. like it. And, yeah. and like, I don't typically like zombie movies because it's kind of the same shit over and over again, which is what I didn't like about Walking Dead. Also, in social, can you guys drive him to watch 28 Days Later? Because it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, I mean it's, it's just Killian more zombies. Murphy. You love Killian Murphy. I, I've, I've liked him in things, yes. You'll love him in this thing. Okay, I'm, apparently. I okay, like wait, should shit. we just say the name of the game yet? I kind of don't even want to. Okay, well, the name of the game is called Dead Rising. Oh, I've totally heard of this. Okay. Did they have um, cabinets in arcades for a while? I don't believe so. Okay. Thinking something else then. No, this wouldn't make sense to do as a cabinet. Okay. This game, it was created by Capcom. Oh, cool. Who is like Mega Man and Street Fighter. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> yeah, all those kinds of games. Right. 
2006 is when this game came out. At the time, it was exclusive to the Xbox 360. Ugh. And it was not available for, like, cross-platform for about 10 years. Holy shit, so it recently just hit PlayStation. Yeah, it only just recently hit PlayStation platform. Wow. um, Along with its three sequels that came with it. Very cool. Like, there's the first one, and then there's a second one, which starts with a brand new character, everything's different and everything. And then... People didn't love that, so they did another number two (sighs) starring the guy from the first game, and then they did a number three, and I think that one's also starring the guy from the first game. So there's, like, a sequel spinoff, and then there's a proper sequel. Yeah. Got it. Okay, that's actually really funny. Uh, And, well, the main character, his name is Frank West. Frank West. He's uh, this, like, really cocky photographer, like, total fuckboy kind of guy. Wow, wow, West. And he's investigating a hot tip that he's received about, like, because he's a reporter, essentially. Like, he's a photographer reporter. Investigative photography. So he's got this hot tip that he needs to go somewhere, but he's not told what he's going to find when he gets there. Okay. In your job, would you do that? I mean, if you're a photographer and you're just like, this scientist that I know is legit tells me, like, there's some shit going down. And I won't give you any details. Like, I can't tell you what it is, but you really want to go report on that. I guess this is, like, the years before Catfish came out. Yeah. Because as, like... Of course. (laughs) Within, like, this time frame, I'd be like, ooh, you about to fuck someone weird. I mean, I know, I'm sure catfishing existed long before the term, but... Yes. No, but this guy, he's he's running on a hot tip that he has. Hot tip. What is the time frame that the game takes place in? Is it modern time? Allegedly. Okay, so it's Yeah, modern time. He's not like an old-timey photographer that has to, like, wheel out his shit. No, no. Like his accordion <laughs> camera with, like, a flap behind him? No, he's like he's a like fuckboy David Boreanaz. So he's just David Boreanaz. Yeah, no, like, because David Boreanaz is kind of soft, even though he's always a hard-ass. And he's cheating on his wife a whole bunch that we were just pretending to not talk about. He has? Oh, my God. It, he did it right around the Tiger Woods scandal, so no one was paying attention to him. Well, we're but not he, talking like, about it. Oh, well, I am, because I feel like everyone should judge Angel for that shit. Why? That's some angelus behavior. Judging Joss Whedon for that shit. Oh, so. girl, have you seen my Twitter? Yes, I have. Yeah. I follow you. Do you? Know this. Oh, my God. You're four followers. Oh. Oh. Don't worry, though. Like, even though he's a fuckboy, he gets humbled, like, plenty of times. Good. Yeah. I like when men are knocked down a peg. And he, he gets knocked down quite a few pegs. Good. And then... Another, I like, I like to call this a character, even though it's a location, but this entire game takes place in a mall. That's awesome! So yeah, it's kind of a, a Dawn of the Dead situation where you're inside of a mall for the entire time. I'm so happy right now because I'm just imagining that one episode of the OC where they're trapped in the mall, oh my God. <laughs> but with of spooky all, shit. All things to reference. I know you literally just referenced like the most obvious one where it's like literally zombies in a mall, right. but that episode's so good. Okay. <laughs> they make a little campfire. It's so cute. Well, I include it as a character because it's like, it's an extremely unique mall. Because this takes place in a very small town in Colorado, and yet it's, like, the largest mall in the world. I'm thinking um, Gremlins 2? No, not not where it's vertical. Okay. Not where it's vertical. Think, like, Mall of America. Oh, shit. Okay, so, like, sprawling, like... Yeah, it's, like, really big. But it's, like, wide. Yeah, really wide. It's got, like, it's got stores that no other mall has. That mall fit. It's got a gun store. What the fuck? Colorado. Got, I mean, it's also, yeah, Colorado on top of that, but it's also, you know, it's a zombie game. You're going to need guns eventually, so. be funny if it was, like, an Asian mall and there just had, like, live crabs that you could throw at people <laughs> or something. Like, I grew up next to an Asian mall. No, Those I know you did. awesome. You've taken me to that one. It's such random. Really good pho. Such good pho. Yeah. Burn all the zombies with soup. With soup. <laughs> no, and then, uh, well, you are talking about the food, but there is a grocery store here. There's a full-blown, like, amusement park. There's a, so cool. a Western-themed food court. The West Covina Mall is a, sounds like a small version of this, where there is a full grocery store. There's a full gym. Um, okay. There's, like, a sporting goods store, but it's, like, and it's very sprawling. So in my head, I'm in the West Covina Mall. I mean, it's quite possible. West Covina. Uh, does it also have, like, a huge, like, outdoor just courtyard? No, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm assuming that's in the middle of the mall. In the middle, and it's not even like there's no retail or any kind of stuff out there. There's not even like kiosks. That's so funny. There's not even like a pretzel cart. Not even a pretzel cart. I mean, it's kind of abandoned by the time you get there, but yeah. Um, I'm assuming like maybe 
is Colorado a smoking indoors state? Maybe that's where they were like, hey, we'll just hoard all the smokers. And <laughs> the, well, I guess it's a different kind of smoking state now, but yeah, right? <laughs> this is pre that. Pre that, yeah. That's really funny. Uh, and like, unlike like a Grand Theft Auto where you can't go into like any stores whatsoever, in this one you can go into a good like 60% of the stores, which is pretty neat. That's I like the exploration where you get to kind of do these little vignette locations, you know what I mean? Where it's like not it's not fleshed out like crazy, but you can't explore. Right, it's open world, but it's not like the entire world. Right. That's cool. Like it like in Pokemon you can go into like NPC players' houses and stuff and like go through all their shit. Yeah. That's pretty fun. I know it's not the same as this game. Check the trash can. Always check Always the trash can. Always check the trash can. can. <sighs> I've tra- I've trained you well. Well no, that's also Final Fantasy. That's classic. Don't take this RPG away from rule. me. Okay. All right, so onto the game. Oh. So there are two different gameplay modes. There's a 72-hour mode, which is like the default uh, story mode. Okay. And then there's infinite mode. In the one, you just have to f- survive for 72 hours, and then the other one, you have to survive for as long as you can. That's cool. Obviously, we're going into the 72-hour like story mode because right. that's where the story is. Okay, so Frank, just to recap, Frank West is this adventure investigative photographer who doesn't bring a reporter with him. No, he is the reporter. <laughs> He's going by himself, but like, I'd also like to think he takes his pictures, comes back, throws his pictures on some poor intern's desk, and is like, write this up for me, chappy boy. Write a story for me. Yeah, run it on the front page of the newspaper, this were, dying medium in 2006. You were an English major. Yeah, <laughs> he leaves it on your desk and is like, <laughs> bye, you fill in the gaps, and it'll be like a selfie of him in front of a mall and then him getting mauled and then (laughs) but i'm jumping ahead what's cool about story mode is you can fuck it up oh and like the first time i played it i did fuck it up and i didn't realize you could fuck it up so i just kept playing i'm like how do i beat this thing but it turned out that i had fucked up so badly that i can't win have you told me about this game before i might have Okay. I feel like you were telling me about a game where there's a few different endings, but you can fuck it up and then just ruin the entire story for yourself. Yeah, and the one cool thing about it is if you fuck up bad enough and you have to restart, because you have to level up, mm-hmm. um, you keep your level. That's cool, because you can kind of go through and zoom through all the pieces where he was just kind of like low-level grinding and get where you need to be. Right, you, you can of... actually start fucking shit up just right out the gate. Yeah, you can get back to where you need to be very quickly. Very quickly. That's yeah. cool. Because, like, in this game, you only die once. Well, you only live once. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you don't have, like, extra lives or anything like that. So once you're dead, you lose the you can lose the game that way. Uh-huh. And then there's also, like, story modes that you have to trigger. And if you don't do them in time, they won't trigger. And then you're just stuck there. That's actually really cool. Yeah, and so then it's just survive for as long as you can, which is, like... A second way to get into infinite mode through story mode, but... Accidentally fall into it. Yeah, you accidentally fall into it. So I think when I played, I I got up to, like, level 35, and then I reset. And then, so, I was able to, like, beat it the second time around. That's cool. Did you play this on PlayStation, or did you do this on Xbox when it came out? Xbox when it came out. Okay. So I I haven't touched it a second time since beating it. Yeah. Uh, Just going through it recently was, like, the first time I've gone through it. Very cool. Have you played it on PlayStation since it's been re-released? I haven't, and I've, I've wanted to, and I've wanted to play through the sequels. I've heard good things. I just, uh, I fell off, you know, in the years that they came out kind of a thing, you know? I just wasn't totally. wasn't playing many games. So Very cool. Okay. Maybe it's something that we should do together. Kind of plan on it. Yeah. Okay. They, they bundle it. Very cool. All right. Available for purchase. I'm into it. Okay. So something that was really new at the time, which you see it actually, like, really common now is the just the massive amount of weapons around that you can pick up. There's like over 250 things that you can use as a weapon. Holy shit. So uh, some were like really powerful and then others were completely worthless. Is it like Battle Royale where like some kids get a machine gun and one kid gets like the top of a coliander pot? Yeah, yeah, like that kind <laughs> one of kid thing. gets like a spoon and one gets like a full bow and arrow. Oh, somebody gets a stoner as like their partner it or is something. Colorado. Their, their pothead. Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes, like, you can combine weapons, and, like, if you combine something that's really useless with something that's really useful, you can make, like, a super weapon. Do you remember that episode of Community where they get a box of weird shit, and they're like, you have to build a weapon out of this, and they're like, oh, they come back to class, like, it's representative of all of us, and he goes, no, you fuckheads, and he builds a gun out of, like, a bunch of weird office supplies, and he's like, this is the right answer. I I didn't watch too much of Community. I mean, I watched them all, but... I- don't care. Donald Glover. I know. He's the only saving grace. You don't see her face right now. She's just smiling when she's... I'm just thinking about Danny, Danny, uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover? They're both delightful. One's a little too old for this shit, though. And then uh, you can also get other outfits in this game. 
Oh, so it's a little GTA plus zombies. It's a little GTA plus zombies. Uh, if you beat the game and get like maxed out and everything, you can become Mega Man. Just dead ass Mega Man. Oh, this is a Capcom game. Yeah, that's so funny. So you like, well, you're still Frank, but you wear a Mega Man outfit. Can you like fly around and like shoot out of your hands? Can shoot out of your hands. That's fucking dope. You're the Buster Cannon and everything. That's really cool. Is it like GTA where you can get like sticker tattoos on you? How funny would that be? I don't think no. There's no tattoos because nobody he he doesn't have time to get tattoos. I have one more offhand question. Okay. Is there a Claire's where you can get a piercing gun and pierce your own ears? No, you can't. Fuck this game. (laughs) No, but it is funny because there's like a Lego man costume, so you can put on a Lego hat and just beat up zombies. That's really cute. Right. And then there's something that I know you're going to love. You can increase your skills by taking pictures, <laughs> just like in Bioshock. Because I remember that was your favorite thing about Bioshock. I'm going to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> Tom comes home one day and midway through Bioshock going, why the fuck am I on a homework assignment right now? <laughs> and like, okay, that's my one gripe in Bioshock is the first one, obviously, is that fucking bee level where you're going right. through the room full of bees. <laughs> anyway. So in this, you can survive a, like a fight with a zombie, uh, but you have like a health bar. And you revive that health bar throughout the mall eating food and stuff, okay? Eating mall yeah, food? Yeah, you eat mall food and actually recovers your health. It doesn't injure you. That's so not what we're trying to do. <laughs> and then That's the progression funny. is also like Bioshock, where you're going through, like, different rooms and areas, and they're all protected by different psychopaths, and you got to, like, achieve something in that area and get stuff. That's cool. I love Bioshock. Um, I'm very happy. There's about these are all people that have like they don't they haven't lost their mind due to drugs or anything. They just lost their mind due to the fact that they're in the middle of a zombie invasion and they're just like fuck everything. I like to think that there's like zombie mall cops running around on zombie segways. Well, there's a killer clown. There's like this deranged, overweight female rapist security guard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's terrible, and you gotta kill the shit out of her. She gets rapey with it? Yeah, she tries to rape a woman. Yeah, it's really Holy bad. Shit. It's It's terrible. That's very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, there's a family of hunters that just want to hunt regular people, because fuck it. They were, like, at their, like, big five sporting goods looking at new hunting guns, and then they got stuck there, and they're like, you know what? Let's turn this shit around. This is still a family trip. We're in this together. And then finally, there's even a zombie-worshipping cult that takes over a movie theater. Sure. Um, can I say how sad I am there's not a zombie group of mean girls in, like, fucked-up Hollister clothes just going, (laughs) you motherfuckers. I mean, I haven't played the sequels yet, so... Okay, (laughs) maybe, like, a zombie lip gloss level where you have to collect all the shades to defeat them and distract them. Right. I'm writing the fourth one in my head right now as, like, the millennial update. Where there's, like, the Snapchat goggles that help take pictures for you. <laughs> it's great. And as engaging and funny as a lot of these encounters are, they're not really story relevant. So I'm just going to kind of skip over them. Okay. I already love the characters. They are really fun, fun and they're silly and they're funny. And, you know, it's it's worth checking out. Like, you want to know it? Play the fucking game. Yeah, totally. All right. So here is the story of the game. Okay. Are we ready? We're into story time now. Story time. All right, so where a slow-moving body is seen, like, walking across the screen, and it gets hit by a car. The person driving the car is a woman, and she just keeps going. (laughs) She's panicked. She's got a six-year-old daughter, and the daughter is being played and written by a 40-year-old woman. Okay. So the daughter has her eyes covered by, like, her baseball cap, and she asks, Mommy, what happened? And the mommy says, Oh, we, we hit a frog. A frog! They turn a corner in the mountainside and come to a city just, like, completely engulfed in flames. Holy shit. And the mom looks like, just, damn it, this was my only idea, and this is what I'm coming to. Yeah. So just then a truck comes buzzing around the corner and causes her to wreck. The little girl and the mom have to fight off a zombie that, like, tries to get at them. The mom tries to turn over the car, and it, like, won't start. The camera zooms out of the car, and the mom and the daughter just scream, and the car gets surrounded by, like, two dozen zombies. Good shit. That's fun. So that's just, like, the opening of the game. Just like, all right, we're going to kill a mother and her child immediately. Fuck yeah. This is the game. Let's do this shit. So now we're in a helicopter, and there's this guy hanging out the side of the window, like, with no straps on or protection. He's just taking pictures. This is Frank West. No. The pilot was hired by Frank because he got a hot tip about something happening in Willamette, Colorado, population 53,594. Is that number significant or are you just throwing that in there? It's kind of significant. There was a trophy you could get where if you killed that many zombies throughout the game, it was like something about like town annihilator. Wait, that's awesome. I was totally being a dick 
when I was asking that, but that's really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a that. good Easter egg. Yeah, they, they make that like a little bonus. Oh, and, like, I love that. That's such a ridiculous amount of zombies to kill that that's like only in infinite mode. You're in infinite for more than 72 hours real yeah, time. Yeah, you're like, playing for a really long time in yeah. that. That's so cool, though. And this town is not even remotely on fire any longer. Okay, so this is like way after. I don't know, because it doesn't even look like it was on fire at any point. Oh. But whatever. It was a cool opening, I think, is the whole point. Yeah, totally. So the pilot describes the town as a town whose only thing to do is jack shit and go to the shopping mall. <laughs> so as they fly over, they see like the army has all the roads completely blocked out. They fly over the town, which is like very, very small town kind of place. And this gigantic mall in the middle of it that makes no sense. <laughs> they take some pictures of some, like, zombies destroying the town. There's one scene with a woman on a rooftop, and she's, like, doing really well and a great job fighting off, like, a dozen zombies. But they eventually, like, overtake her, and they all fall off the side of the three-story building and splat on the ground. And Frank's, like, taking pictures of all this. It's And so these are fast-moving, aggressive zombies. No. No, they're not fast-moving, but they're, like, the overwhelming kind, where they just attack in numbers even though they're slow. Okay. So on a scale of like Shaun of the Dead to World War Z, they're more towards Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, much more towards okay. uh, Shaun of the Dead. And it's, it, yeah, it's the overwhelming aspect that really Got gets it. them going. Uh, that There's even one where there's uh, they're taking out a school bus of children. Like That's hysterical. Yeah, you, you see some really horrific... I mean, super bad. I mean, that's what's kind of funny about the game is that the visuals are actually very funny. Yeah. The story takes itself very seriously. They're like, here's some ridiculous shit, but we're not going to address that it's ridiculous. We're just going to feel it. Right. We're going to make these people very much live within this ridiculous world. Yeah. So finally they see the mall and they can see like hundreds trying to get inside. Fortunately, this mall has a helicopter landing pad. Right. <laughs> as malls tend to have. Oh, yeah. Frank tells the pilot to drop him off there. As they go into their descent, this military helicopter flies into view and makes chase. Two others join it, and Frank jumps out of the helicopter just as it, like, flies over the mall. And he lands perfectly on the helicopter pad. Fuck everything. As soon as he lands, he's encountered by this Antonio Banderas motherfucker with, like, an open shirt. He's all muscled. <laughs> Super sexy for no reason. Completely, like, sexy Hispanic dude. Love it. And he knows immediately that Frank is a reporter. <laughs> I see you jumped out of a helicopter with a camera. And he wants to know what Frank saw from, like, up in the helicopter. And Frank's, like, all cocky, and he just talks about how he can handle anything because he's been to war zones and shit. I take pictures. I'm fine. I take pictures while guns are shooting at me. I can handle anything. You know who else is a photographer? Spider-Man. <laughs> right. He thinks he's Spider-Man. Sure. Uh, and, like, he's wearing the least appropriate action clothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got just, like, a basic jacket, a collared shirt, slacks, and dress shoes. Like Those are the easiest to program, Tom. <laughs> he, he <laughs> But he can change his outfit into anything throughout the game. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they programmed plenty of outfits for him. He's wearing the worst one. What do you what do you want him to wear? Like those like river shoes that I got you that are like waterproof like dad's sandals and like I mean dress like you're going into a war zone. Like combat boots and shit. Yeah. Camo or dark colors. If you're expecting to run at the very least, not not just pose. Right. He's like, I'm still going to a mall though, so I got a stunt on these hoes. Well, there's already a cover up, obviously. So they're talking about like what the cover up story of, of everything going on. There's like something about civil disobedience. The Hispanic guy, he just goes, This isn't civil disobedience. This is hell. And then he just leaves. Jesus Christ. Frank ends up in the entrance hall to the mall where he sees like a few people barricading the doors where like the hundreds of zombies are trying to break in. There's this batty old woman running around looking for her puppy Madonna. And she keeps getting in everybody's way. Yeah. So there's, like, normal people that are barricaded in the mall. Yeah, so there's a bunch of normal people in the mall. And they're trying to keep the zombies out still. Got it. Frank notices clearly the most attractive woman in the room, like, right away. <laughs> True fuckboy. And she looks like Esmeralda from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, like, gorgeous, big flowing hair, like, golden skin. Yeah, like... like stupid, tiny waist. Entirely belly shirt, just... Big boobs, big butt, everything. big hips. Yeah, big white frilly shirt. And oh, she's even, like, dressed a little like Esmeralda. Yeah, no, absolutely. She oh, has, like, the great. same top on and everything. Love it. So as he's looking like this at her, like, this old fat man pops into view telling Frank that this is no time to be ogling pretty girls <laughs> there's work to be done he's like first of all i called dibs <laughs> you weren't here second of all barricade the window motherfucker what i have to respect about this old guy 
is he does the one thing that you never hear in zombie-related video games, movies, or overrated TV shows. Okay. He calls them zombies. Oh, he uses the Z word. Like, deadass is like, I'm into it. We're not going to say walker. We're not going to say undead. Yep. He just calls them zombies. Good for him. Fuck it. They're zombies. Yeah. Zombies isn't, like, copyrighted, is it? No, it's not. There's actually a great YouTube video you should check out about the copywriting issues of the word zombie. Okay. It's fantastic. That, that That's fascinating. So Frank's looking outside the door and he sees the zombies and he's like trying to get pictures of the zombies. And the old fat man like keeps getting in the way. He keeps like pushing him just as he's like taking the picture and mm-hmm. stuff like being a huge dick. Yeah. And he's, can you fucking not? We're about to die and you're trying to fucking Instagram it. Right. <laughs> you piece of shit. So he so Frank's just like, all right, I'm going to go do something else. So he wanders to the back of like the, the entrance hall and there's like a gate that's like blocking off the rest of the mall. But on the other side of it, there's, a, like, a batty old man with a cane wandering around just, like, yelling at himself. The man, like, sees Frank, and he comes, like, running at him, just starts yelling at him, saying, why did you bring me here? What's wrong with you? And Frank just takes a picture of him, like, okay, old man. Yeah. Then something happens up at the front. He turns around, looks, and then the next time he turns around, the old man's gone. What happens at the front, though, is that the old lady has found her puppy Madonna. Is it a zombie puppy? It's a zombie puppy, and he's on the other side of the door. Oh, jeez. And so she goes and she opens the door. And she lets all of the zombies into the mall. So all hell just completely breaks loose because of this bitch. This bitch. The zombies come running in, and, like, some big, like, black and bald authoritarian figure shows up on the second level of the mall, and he yells at everyone to run to him. Yeah. Like, he's big, like, Terry Crews-looking guy. Maybe a little smaller than Terry Crews. That's terrible. But still, really big guy. Yeah. Frank battles his way through the zombies and makes it to the stairs. So Frank makes it into this, like, small room with three people in it. It's, it's like, an air conditioning, like, maintenance room. Okay. There's the big bald dude. There's some, like, old-ass security guard and this just ridiculously attractive 25-year-old woman with, like, 38 quadruple D boobs and, like, A4 waist, you know, where you can hide behind the piece of paper. Yeah. Is this Esmeralda or is this a different one? It's a completely different girl. Jesus Christ. She's got, like, perfect blonde hair, and she's wearing, like, a really sensible business dress. Right. (laughs) And, like, the dress is the only thing that's sensible about... Everything else is just ridiculous. Everything else is just... Eyegasm. Cool. Dope. So security guard goes to work welding the door shut because fuck any other survivors anyway. Yeah, at that point it's like, oh, it's not worth it. The bald guy says there's a ventilation shaft that will take them into the mall, but the zombies can't climb up it, so this is like a safe room. Okay. So now only people can come and go. And the bald dude decides to go. So Frank being Frank, he sees the blonde and he's, I'm going to chat you up. And she's like, no, just let me look at your pictures. (laughs) And he's like, I took this one this morning. Yeah, he's still trying to, like, flirt even via the pictures and everything. So he yeah. shows her, and, and she stops on the picture of the old man from the gate. She just like, acts like she doesn't care about what the picture is, but Frank's like, clearly, this is exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. She introduces herself. Her, her name is Jesse, and the bald guy, his name is Brad, and that's really all she's authorized to say. Oh. Right. It creates a little mystery just by saying that. Like, wait, what do you mean? You have authorizations, but you're not authorized. So Frank decides to leave the safe room because photographers will always risk their lives for a picture. Sure. I've seen Spider-Man. As he goes down a hall, Jesse says that Brad has been hurt and needs some help. So Frank asks her for a gun because she has a gun, apparently. Right. And she says she can't give a civilian a gun. Jesus Christ. It would be against regulations, and Frank says, I don't think they had zombie apocalypse in mind when they wrote those regulations. Yeah, Jesse, fuck. Come on. She reluctantly gives him the gun, and he goes to find Brad. And he finds him in that western food court that I was talking about before, and he is shoot- being shot at by Antonio Banderas. What the fuck? And they join up, and they have to take down Antonio Banderas. Uh-oh. And when I say take down, like, he's a regular human being. You shoot him 45 times in the face and he gets away. Right. <laughs> nah. So Frank the war photographer is terrified because <laughs> right. one person's shooting at him. Yep. And he's never actually fired a gun before himself. Is this and, a tutorial coming no. in? <laughs> right. No, Brad just says, just point it like you would your camera. Just Ugh. awful. So they take him down, he escapes, whatever. Like, I don't understand because the last time we saw him, he wasn't necessarily confrontational with Frank. (laughs) He was actually kind of nice. He was expecting Frank, I think, because he knew he was a photographer that was showing up. 
And yeah. now he's shooting it. For Super Frank. aggro. Well, anyway, so Brad holds out his hand to Frank, but like, hey, thanks, man, for helping me with this guy. And Frank refuses because he'd rather have an explanation than a thanks. Jesus Christ. Brad isn't authorized either. <laughs> I hate everyone in this Brad movie. tells Frank to cover his zombie story and to leave the rest up to them. Frank waves the picture of the old man at Brad, and now, like, Brad is angry at Frank, but wants to work with Frank. I don't like you, but I gotta do this. Yeah, he's very conflicted about how he feels about Frank. I'm very conflicted about how I feel about all these characters. <laughs> because I don't like them, but I want to. Yeah. Brad and Jesse are with Homeland Security. Sure. And they are looking for the old man. Frank wants to cover the story of the old man now, not the zombies, because now he's got another story. Because that's apparently more interesting than the zombie fucking apocalypse. Can I make a guess? Hmm. Is the old man immune to the zombie virus so they need his blood? Mm. Or is he a scientist that has gone through this before and can fix the zombies? Zombie apocalypse. Can stop the zombie apocalypse. No. Warmer? Warmer, but wrong. Okay. So they go back to where Frank saw the old man. And this time, like, they get to raise the gates, releasing you into the rest of the mall. So they find the old man, and he's holed up in a shop where the gates are closed, and, like, no telling how this old fucking guy is getting on the other side of these gates. I'm just imagining him as the old man from Up, by the way. Like, with a cane with tennis balls, just, like, muttering around, like, I fucking hate everyone! I mean, not as small, but... I like to... Sure, yeah. Don't ruin this for me. Okay, he's just this tiny little man with... <laughs> yeah, with a little hat. He just really misses Ellie. He just misses Ellie, yeah. But he refuses to come with them, and he keeps the gates closed because this old man has that power to do that. Yeah. And they go back to the safe room because they abandoned the the idea of getting the old man. They're like, whatever. And Jesse says that they can't contact the outside of the like the outside world at all, and they have absolutely no way of getting out. Uh-oh. Frank is like, well, I've got a helicopter coming in three days. You guys can come back with me. So that's why it's the 72-hour mode. There you go. You have to survive until your helicopter that gets back. Okay. So during one of Frank's outings, because like that's what you got to do just to progress through the game, mm-hmm. he encounters a large group of zombies in a small space. It goes to a cut scene where a wasp like starts flying at him. Frank manages to smack the wasp to the ground, and he steps on it and smushes it. When he looks up, all the zombies in the room have fallen down completely dead. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, from time to time, when there's a large group of zombies, you can sometimes find a tiny wasp, like it's like a snitch from Harry Potter, Yeah. and kill it, and then all the surrounding zombies go down. Do we hear the science behind that later, or is that just a game mechanic? Yeah, we there there is some science behind <laughs> okay, it. Okay, it'd be funny if they were just like, fuck you. We just threw that in as, a, as like, a weird thing to make your life easier. Yeah, just... <laughs> fuck it. This is the oh shit bar. Yeah. Yeah. Nerf this. So later that night, they're watching a security camera, and they see Antonio Banderas dragging the old man out of the store, and the old man's, like, kicking and screaming and stuff. So they're like, okay, we gotta go after them. As soon as they reach the entrance hall, Antonio opens fire with a sniper rifle from the floor above. Jesus! They look down the hall and see the old man is tied up and hanging from the ceiling with a bunch of zombies just, like, barely grabbing at his What the fuck? Right? He somehow managed to pull all this off. This is so zero to 60. We literally just talked about our main character killing a bug and we're smash cutting to an old man being like sacrificed to a zombie mob. Right. And snipers. Brad manages to shoot Antonio and Antonio manages to shoot Brad and Antonio gets away again. But now Brad and Frank have the old man and he's like a professor of some sort and he's kind of accidentally responsible for everything. Yeah. They bring the old man back to the safe room and Brad gets tended to since he was shot and everything. Yeah. Jesse tells Frank they need medicine. So Frank heads to the pharmacy at the grocery store that's inside the mall. Mm-hmm. While in the grocery store, he encounters like an, a psychopath and he's a former store manager and he wants to protect his store from vandals and looters. Oh. He has a shopping cart covered in spikes and like knives and sharp objects and pitchforks, all of them completely covered in blood. Yeah. And that Esmeralda chick is passed out in the basket. Oh no! So after like a big battle and everything, he dies and then pops up, screams, clean up, register six, and then actually dies. Fuck off now. <laughs> Shut up. This ridiculous ass game. It's so ridiculous, but I it takes itself this. so seriously. I love this so much. I really want to play this. <laughs> so Frank rescues the girl, but she wants nothing to do with him. Add a girl. She says it's his fault. They ruined Santa Cabeza, and that started all of this. Frank has no idea what the fuck that means. 
So she storms off, and Frank returns to the safe room with the medicine. He references Santa Cabeza to Jesse, and she's, like, only mildly familiar with the name. And, like, it's not, like, one of those things where she's trying to bullshit him. She's just like, like, I've heard of that place, but... Like, sounds familiar. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, like, the significance is. Okay. But the old man, like, remembers Santa Cabeza. So he's terrified. He starts freaking out and everything once he hears the name of this place. So Jesse's like trying to talk with the old man and she's starting to calm him down. And then Frank ruins it by taking his picture during the whole thing. And then he starts freaking out again. And so Jesse like throws him out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) So Jesse sits in the room and she finds out everything from the professor about like Santa Cabeza. So meanwhile, Frank goes off to find that Esmeralda chick. He tracks her down. And once she realizes he's a reporter... She's, like, a lot more open to talking to him. Okay. But also not really. She says says to talk to Carlito. He's why everyone is there and knows why the zombies are happening and will tell Frank about Santa Cabeza. Yeah, Carlito's the way. Carlito is the Antonio Banderas guy. But this is the first time we've, like, heard what his name is. So Frank wants to see him, but Carlito is injured and doesn't want to talk to anybody. He's like, y'all tried to shoot me. Right. After I shot at you. Right. Shit's fucked. I mean, everybody's mad in this situation. Yeah. So Esmeralda's like, all right, I'll bring him to you, Frank, but after he's recovered, because if you're going to try some shit, he doesn't want to be injured. Yeah, like, let's let's everyone take a time out. (laughs) And then Frank's like, well, how do I know, like, I can trust you? She's like, I'm his little sister after all. The zombies are a gift from Carlito to make them pay for Santa Cabeza. So Frank gets back, and the professor explains that Santa Cabeza was a drug warehouse in Mexico, like illegal drugs, Mm -hmm. where they kept all the confiscated stuff. Okay. While there, drugs got mixed, experiments were done. They, like, essentially developed a strain of crystal meth that turns people into zombies. They're tweaker zombies? They're tweaker zombies. Jesse's in on the tweaker zombies that are taking over the town. Was it blue? Fuck me up. (laughs) Oh, my God. So someone has now taken that meth and spread it to Willamette, Colorado. I'm so sad this was in Albuquerque. I know, right? That would be a great little tie-in, but it's a few years before that time. I know, but just in my head, I want everything to be right now. So Frank later saves Esmeralda from a zombie attack, but she's bleeding badly. Oh, no. She wasn't bit, but she was shot by Carlito. God damn it, Carlito. (laughs) When she tried to convince him to, like, come see Frank. That's not the way, Carlito. She passes out, and Frank carries her to the safe room and dumps her on the bed like he'd done like a million times in his frat room. Ew. Shut up. He tells the people in the room who she is and her relation to Carlito. After she wakes up, Brad puts her in uh, Department of Homeland Security custody and interrogates her. She says there were no drug warehouses. It was a research facility just outright. They developed a wasp that turns people into zombies and that it was developed by their professor. Just then, the door bursts open and the professor is attacking Jesse, trying to bite her. They knock him out as he wasn't like a full zombie just quite yet. He was like mid-zomb? He was like just turning, but he's not all the way there yet. Yeah, there's still a little shred of humanity in him. So just before he fully turns, he confesses to experimenting to help create more livestock for food. But it didn't work, and it created zombies instead. Right. So it was like kind of like cloning went wrong. So close. And, you know, as these things tend to do. Yeah. Then he just convulses and dies. Aw, bud. Esmeralda starts a story saying one day everyone in her village were turned to zombies. A zombie wasp had gotten loose and started attacking people. Then the professor fully turns and Brad shoots him in the head. Aw, bud. Fortunately, Esmeralda is a medical technician and she offers to help tend to any survivors. Sure. And helps Jesse with her wounds. I'm hot and I'm a nurse or an EMT or a doctor or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and a nurse and a doctor. Women can be whatever they want to be. They can be, even if they just say it. Yeah. The PA system in the mall blares out with the voice of Carlito. He apologizes to Esmeralda for shooting her, but that he is going to go to his last resort, which means he's going to blow up the mall so that it sends like the zombie virus high into the air. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's totally lost his He's thing. full anarchy. His plan is to flood the parking garage with gasoline and blow it all up with bombs. So Frank and Brad head to the garage to stop him. So it's like the final act of Batman Begins. They're just like, fuck it. We're going to flood the city. Right. But Turn everyone. I just love those ideas to flood it with gasoline. Yeah, that's insane. So they load the bombs that he had like set around the garage into a shopping cart. And Frank manages to get them outside of the mall just like where the, so they can't do any damage. Yeah. 
So Brad and Carlito, they're like shooting it out a bit. And just as Brad takes Carlito down and disarms him, Carlito stabs him and throws Brad in a closet and shuts the door. Oh, shit. Brad turns on a flashlight and there are fucking just zombies everywhere. Oh, no, Brad. We cut back to Frank, who's running from the bombs, like, just as it explodes harmlessly outside the mall. He goes back into the garage to look for Brad, and he finds him bleeding, coughing, and Brad is telling him to stay away. Frank refuses, but then notices, like, Brad is holding onto his intestines. And realizes there's really not much he can do to help. But he can take pictures. But he can take pictures. I can document the situation. And Brad's like, it doesn't even hurt even a little bit. Oh. Which means he's already dead. Yeah. Frank goes back to Esmeralda and asks if Carlito has any of their backup plans. She says no, but there's a computer. So she and Frank go to his hideout to fetch the computer. Esmeralda decides to, like, use it while it's still on the ground and bends over like a dog on all fours to use the computer. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's how you use a laptop. Right. And she spends her time typing away, like, every word she knows trying to get the password. If they get it, they can take down his signal blocker and get word out for help. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Jesse shows Frank footage of a gigantic fat guy dragging Carlito into the mall's butcher shop. Because there's a butcher shop. Right. Oh, that's dope. So Frank goes off to the butcher to fetch him. The fat guy is the butcher, and he's hanging Carlito the way he hangs beef. Oh, on those giant hooks? On those those giant hooks. Ah! Oh, like... I'm having flashbacks from Wolf Among Us where you're going through that but oh, shop right. at the end. Yeah. It's so scary. I forgot about that. That's good. Ah. So Frank goes in there and he realizes he's dealing with a crazy person. No. So he tries to order Carlito like he's meat. Ah. <laughs> That's hysterical. And when he does, the butcher's like, okay, cool. I'll just go grind him up real quick. Yeah. Wait, does, at any point, does he say, how much does Carlito weigh? Uh- <laughs> God, why are you still going with this? I'm having a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let me have this. You know how many years I've had Carlito's Way jokes saved up and have never been able to use them? I had no idea you were saving up this many. Well, you never brought it up. You were just looking for the right opportunity. (laughs) This was it. Now it's recorded so I can relive it whenever I want to. It's great. So he's going to go grind up Carlito. So this guy's going to grind up Carlito. That's but, hysterical. You know, Frank fights him off and he defeats the butcher and he pulls Carlito down from like hanging. Ugh. Carlito asks, how's Esmeralda? And Frank tells him she's hacking his computer as they speak and she is now on Frank's side. <laughs> well, she switched teams. She switched teams. She's no longer on your team. Family means nothing to her. And she's hacking your computer. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. Carlito says all zombies do is eat and eat and eat and multiply. Just like Americans. Jesus Christ. It's so like. <laughs> what the fuck? I like how heavy handed it is. Right. Like, shit. They're so ridiculous. They really are. Like, they. I, if they get it, they like are wonderful trollers. And if they don't get it, this is fucking hysterical. Right. <laughs> Carlito's injuries prove to be too great. And he asks Frank to give his necklace to his sister. And then he dies. Oh. Frank takes the necklace to Esmeralda, who's still trying to hack the computer. Frank apologizes for thinking Carlito was terrorist scum because in the end, all he cared about was his sister. Oh, who switched sides right before he died to betray the family. To betray everything he knew and loved. So the necklace was a locket. It contained a picture of the family. She says something in Spanish and then types it in the computer and it works. Oh. It was Spanish for Mother Earth, which is their nickname for Santa Cabeza. Oh. They manage to take down the block, and Jesse can reach out for help. Unfortunately, the government has decided to just clear-cut the area and deny it ever existed. Yep. So at midnight, a special forces unit will come in and kill every living and dead thing in its path, including Jesse, which really rattles her because she thought she was going to be safe. Yeah. So midnight falls, and black-clad special forces people come rappelling through the glass ceiling. Mm killing all the zombies they encounter. That's amazing. Frank and Esmeralda are still in Carlito's like little hideout yeah. listening to the machine gun fire. So Esmeralda said they did the same thing at Santa Cabeza. She's like, I've been through this before. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So This I'm- is old hat. This is so old hat. So at this point, how far are we from the helicopter coming back? Like, what's our hour count? We're coming close. Okay, so we're like... The helicopter should be there the next day. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're like maybe last 12 hours or so-ish ballpark. Right. We're, okay. in the, we're in the last. Do you have a timer going so you kind of can like pace out when to be ready for the helicopter? Yeah, there's a clock. Okay. There's a clock. And you have like checkpoints you have to hit by certain hours. Mm, okay. To continue. Got it. 
So Jessie is still in the safe room when the military comes in. Uh, they tell her that she'll be in their custody, but that since she was the one that reached out, she will be safe. Aww. She looks up, eyes completely white, Aww. and eats his throat. Get it, baby girl. So Frank returns to the safe room to find a bunch of dead bodies of military people and Jesse wandering around in the hallway, just full zombied out. Yeah, girl. So Frank blows her head off. I mean, it's what she would have wanted after all. <laughs> so the military leader is this, like, scarred-looking dude with all these slashes down his face. He looks like the guy from Avatar or whatever. Soldier 76 in it up. There you go, exactly. So he has his men survey the area to make sure everything's dead. Frank, however, is up on the roof of the mall waiting for the helicopter, and it hasn't shown up. Oh, no. So the camera cuts to, like, the POV of some binoculars, and it's the pilot watching from, like, really far away on a hillside. Okay, so you see, like, that binocular view to, like, okay. Right, the two circles circles and everything. It's tinted. Right, and he's watching from afar, and he's like, oh, my God, the guy's still alive. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to head out and go pick him up. That's actually really smart. He's like... Fuck that. I'm not going back if I don't have to. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. It's like last time I went in there, like I got chased by military helicopters. Yeah. I had to do evasive maneuvers. Like that was want, terrible. I always just wanted to drop off some geeky ass fucking Peter Parker motherfucker who was taking <laughs> pictures of like an old mall. Like, you know, those images of the defunct malls and <laughs> theme parks and shit. It's just a town under civil unrest. It's no big deal. Yeah. No, this is worse than the riots. Right. <laughs> like, fuck everything. Frank hears the helicopter approaching and he cheers. Oh, no. And then the helicopter jerks violently. Yeah, it does. Frank uses his telephoto lens and he zooms in on the helicopter just in time to see the pilot get eaten by a zombie that must have snuck in when he was parked on that hillside. Ah, oh, jeez. The helicopter soars over Frank and he watches it crash and explode. He falls to his knees in defeat but there are now zombies approaching behind him, and he just doesn't care. Yay! Fuck you, Frank. If you fucked up earlier in the game, this is the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that would be the end of the game. If you had, like, fucked up. If at any point up. you missed a checkpoint. There was one specific checkpoint. If you didn't get to it, this was the end of the game. That's hysterical. If you did not fuck up, a zombie comes up behind Frank and goes to bite him, and Frank doesn't even flinch. The zombie opens its mouth wide and the zombie's head explodes. Oh. Esmeralda came up and shot it in the face. That's fun. She takes out the other zombies and Frank faints and she carries him back to Carlito's safe space. (laughs) This pussy ass photographer, he's just some fucking like he went to Otis fucking trying to fuck some cool girls with blue hair. And like, (laughs) you know, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm deep. I go to like coffee shops and shit. And like now he's like, oh, yeah, I decided I'm fucking Tom Cruise fucking all over the place looking at wars (laughs) and shit. And he's like, nah, motherfucker, I just wanted to take pictures. (laughs) I want to say I went to war, but. I'm not trying to be a vet. Like, I am an artist. Like, even she says it was difficult, but, like, fuck it. Good for Esmeralda. I, she's the hero of the story. Right. So Frank can't understand why he fainted. Because he's Frank. He's a pussy. He's, he, no. He's Frank. <laughs> I'm Frank, damn it. And she says it's because at some point he must have gotten infected somehow, but, like, that he has an unusually high resistance to the zombie gene. Ugh. So he's super Frank. And I love that she says somehow, as if Frank hadn't been running around fighting zombies for the last 72 hours. Like, there's just blood in the air, like... So Frank says, so I get to worry longer about becoming a zombie. Great. (laughs) Now remember, Esmeralda is a medical technician. Oh, yeah. So her next idea is very plausible. If they manage to find one of those zombie wasp queens, they can make an antidote. Sure. Because all medical technicians can do that. Yep. Especially if they're hot. Especially if they're... Oh, the hotter ones make the best, like... Antidotes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how, like, fat chefs make, like, better food. Like, hotter med techs get you more life. Yep, that sounds about right. Video game logic is my religion. Esmeralda swears she knows exactly what she's doing, even though she's never tested it before. Yep, hot girls. Carlito wanted her to try it, but she was never sure if what she made would work. So she says it could work for anything from like a week up to a year, but that it's not like a real cure. Uh-huh. This, for some reason, sparks a memory in Esmeralda. Carlito started a nonprofit after Santa Cabeza for orphans, and he managed to save about 50 of them and find them all homes all over the U.S. 
She also remembered making 50 of her antidotes, but never found out where they went. <laughs> and she never put this together. Not until this very moment. Baby girl. Oh, you so smart, but you dumb. So, Frank, she actually doesn't even figure it out. Frank, unfortunately, has to explain it to her that Carlito infected those 50 kids. I know you said explain, but I'm assuming you mean mansplained. mansplained. Yeah, yes, absolutely. He, okay. But no, see, mansplain is when you... Tom, I will rip your fucking beard off your head <laughs> and feed it to you and make you swallow it and stare into your eyes while you do it. Well, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that she didn't understand it, unfortunately. But, Bummer. you know, it was probably made by men. She's too busy being hot. Yeah. You know, she had to create a cure. She had to she be hot. She can't think of all of it. She's in a crop top. Her tummy's cold. So now at any point, that antidote's going to wear off on those 50 kids all over the U.S. <laughs> and they're just going to all turn into the zombies and start attacking people. That's a little funny. Frank is, like, really pissed because he can't decide what's worse. <laughs> Like, the fact that they're everywhere, or the fact that they can't even... They, there's nobody to even warn. Like, how do you figure out where these 50 kids went? Yeah. So Esmeralda makes her antidote using some camping equipment and injects Frank with it. Frank now wants to figure out how to get the fuck out. Yeah, he's like, I'm over it. I have shit to develop. Yeah, she, he's like, I'm supposed to be gone already. I'm not even supposed to be here today. I was going to go to Morongo this weekend. Esmeralda says while working on the wasp, she was able to develop a pheromone spray that will repel the zombies. Sure. That was she just her side project. She made perfume and antidote while she was in there. So they come up with the brilliant idea to go into the most zombie-infested zone they'd seen yet. Some cave, like, on the outside of the mall. The mall cave. The right. mall cave, right. Got it. Um, it's, like, by where, like, the helicopter crashed. Mm -hmm. And since it was the highest concentration of zombies, they figure it means there must be a way out. Ah. The cave is really just a big service tunnel. Uh, they reach the end of the tunnel, and there's a gigantic gate keeping the zombies inside. And on the outside is a bunch of military personnel with guns and armor and trucks and shit. Frank wants to steal a vehicle and get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So they find the, that magic lever to open the gate and let the zombies go after the military. <laughs> Got it. The military is so overwhelmed by the zombies, and since Frank and Esmeralda have anti-zombie spray on, they manage to get into a Hummer with a machine gun on top and blast their way through. It's like, this game is really un-American, but also like the epitome of America. Like, the, like fucking homeboy is like, they eat and eat just like Americans, and then at one point you literally unleash a zombie like apocalypse on our military, care. but then it's like, you get in a Hummer with a machine gun with a pretty brown girl and you're like fuck yeah and then you just go blow shit up yeah like it's a it's strangely like anti-patriotic but very american well they come around a corner and they encounter a giant fucking tank mm -hmm. and the tank sees this military vehicle and decides to attack it oh no flipping it on its side frank flies out and the military leader with like all the scars finally like pops up his head out of the tank 76 he wonders how frank had escaped the mall after his men had cleared it of all the undead and the living. But since he didn't know how many targets there were, there was really no way of knowing how many there were to kill. Yeah, he didn't know what the headcount was supposed to be. Turns out, this guy was also on the cleanup crew for Santa Cabeza. 76, what are you doing? And he's realizing that it was actually his own failures in wiping out everyone from that incident that led to this. Mm. so he wasn't going to let that happen again. So we have a lot of people that actually feel very responsible for the zombie album. Yeah, a lot of people are taking this very personally and all happen to be in Colorado at the same time. And they're sadly, they're not all, they're all right. They are all responsible in a way. Yeah, they all contributed to this horrible shit. It is terrible he's on the cleanup crew, but if he had done his job right, this would have never happened. Right. So the military guy says mistakes are the only thing people are good at. Ooh, daddy. So he points the tank at the wall, holding all of the zombies back and readies to fire to release them all. Frank comes in with a flying punch and they <gasps> duke it out like the ending of the Hunger Games on top of the tank. What the fuck? Fist to fist with zombies surrounding the tank, waiting for like the first person to fall off. Jesus Christ. Where's Esmeralda during this? I was just going to get to oh, that. Okay. I was like, never mind the fact that Esmeralda is still in the flipped over Humvee also escaping her own zombies. Yeah. So in the background of the fight scene, you can see Esmeralda on another car, like, fighting off her own, like, epic battle. And she's just in the background, like, having her own thing going her, on. Like, she could easily be having her own story going on 
But we're over here because Frank is the guy. I would love a Ryushi where you play as Esmeralda. That would be great, right? Like, I kinda, I'm kind of obsessed with her right now. Play, like, the whole Santa Cabeza level and everything? Yeah, like, the prequel for that, and then you kind of do between scenes. Like, you don't have to do the full 72-hour game with them, but, like, you get go through all this shit with your brother and you have to turn on him and shit, like... Dead Rising Point Five, Carlito's Way. There it is. There it is. But there's also, like... A section where it's like operation where you have to pull all the shit out of the wasp and like <laughs> and it's just like a steady hand level <laughs> right 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 so frank finally manages to throw the guy into the pit of zombies and they help out by eating the fuck out of him 76 no then frank drops to his knees looks up and screams his lungs out the camera zooms out and shows hordes of zombies surrounding the tank and the Humvee where Esmeralda is still fighting, and then goes to black just as it had in the beginning with the mom and daughter. Oh. To credits. <laughs> I can see why the sequel didn't star Frank, because they imply he's dead pretty clearly. <laughs> But wait. Fuck everything. No, no, no. Tom has the biggest shit-eating grin on his face right now. You can't see it. This isn't great for podcasting, but your smugness should be coming through the audio right now because I'm so mad at your fucking face. There's more. Son of a bitch. After the credits are over. I fucking, I'm so mad. It's not an after credit scene. Don't worry. Because <sighs> it's just a screen of text appears. It says, Frank escaped with information about what happened in Willamette, Colorado. You shut the fuck up. This caused a global uproar, and the U.S. had to admit partial culpability in the livestock research program that created the zombies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zombie apocalypse everyone at Capcom. <laughs> However, the events of Willamette, Colorado were denied to have any connection and that it was the work of terrorists. Oh my god. The very last words are, the people of world as could be expected from the modern culture of new saturation, soon let the Willamette incident fade from their minds. The authenticity of Carlito's chilling plan to utilize the orphans as his pawns has yet to be confirmed or proven false. And yet, he complained that his belly was not full. Fuck everything. Also, that is gibberish. Absolute gibberish. <laughs> like, that's some all your bases are belong to us kind of shit. <laughs> And yet he complained that his belly was not full. Was this translated? This wasn't like something I just pulled from like a random sentence and threw it in at the end. That was how it naturally progressed. Why isn't that a meme? I <laughs> Seriously, though. So Frank's clearly dead. Esmeralda's clearly dead. And they're like, lol. Not really. <laughs> JK. We're going to leave that part out. We're not going to show you. We're just going to tell. You know yeah. what's great about visual games? It's tell, not show. Right. Fuck everything. Wait, no. I was really on board. I was having a great time with this one, and now I'm just <laughs> fucking mad. Well, you know, endings are hard. <laughs> Especially in a game that had, like, five of them, depending on when you fucked up. So yeah. there is that. Jesus. Okay, so if you fuck up and you miss it, and the zombies all come towards you, do you still get generate that same ending after the credits? Ooh, I don't think you do. Oh, okay. So, like, you can deadass just die. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can just completely lose the game. Yeah, you can just lose. And think that you you completed it. Yeah, but, like, if you trigger all the right things at the right times and get to that point where you're on top of the Humvee, you kick Soldier 76 off. Esmeralda's dead in the background. Right. <laughs> and you're clearly about to die. <laughs> Then it's like, kidding, you live. You're kidding, yep. So, okay, so just to recap, you said that there's the first spinoff sequel where it's not Frank, obviously, right. because he's like... He should have died. He should have died. Is that is that notation of him being alive in the original cut, or was that put out when it was reissued? Or I believe that's in the original that's cut. That's the original? Yeah. Fuck everything. I, I, I remember seeing that when I played it. Okay. It, just, it would be interesting if they like added that in after they reissued it before the sequel comes out as like an anniversary edition, just to be like... Laying down the seeds for a sequel. Yeah, exactly. I think that was actually them laying down the seeds for a sequel. They're like, we got potential. the test audiences liked this game. We might want to make more of these later. Yeah, let's Actual just franchise. throw this in there just in case. So, I, but then they still didn't play with him in the second game, which people didn't like. So, so they in the proper sequel, and I say it's proper sequel as in Frank is back for a second round. Right. Is he in the third one too? I think he... I, I don't know. Spoiler alert. I, I think he is, though. I mean, I would love to see the prequel as, like, 
Dead Uprisen and like have the Santa Clarita Dead Uprising. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. As like as that first piece and then you play like a young Carlito and like switch between him and Esmeralda or something That'd or be actually pretty fun. I'd watch the sh- I'd, if I watch him mean play. <laughs> All right, Capcom. I know you listen to this show. <laughs> That's such a bold statement. I know we're on episode eight and they are so listening. Yeah. They're just sitting there waiting like, but they're also not going to acknowledge it. Cause they're like, this is a very explicit <laughs> podcast. And you can totally use dead uprising. Like that's, I'm, I'm going to allow you to do that. Tweet us. Carlito's way. I, I'd like a... <laughs> the licensing is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> and it's just for the title. <laughs> just for the title alone. Like, they could throw in little, like, Easter eggs to the movie. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> like, fuck it. Because they clearly have a good sense of humor, but they don't want to admit it. Yeah. It's like the writer of the script didn't talk with the writers of the game. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to make a zombie movie. And they'll just make a ridiculous game and we'll just shove these two things together. It's like that story you told me about X-Men when Joss did the line that was like, you know what happens when a frog gets hit by lightning? The same as everything, everything else. else. And like his was like supposed to be a snarky comment and they turned into this mo- like absolutely ridiculous moment. Oh God, like a cringy moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. But like it sounds super fun. And like I actually think this would work as a cabinet of like going through a mall and just shooting zombies. Although it's shooting d- zombies. Yeah. yeah. And then like having like if you hit the mosquito, that's like bonus points or like you get a okay. free like quarter token. Arcade or mode. Yeah, I can see an arcade mode coming out of this. Oh. Going into it, do you think. VR would be dope for this? Well, I think anybody that does VR thinks zombie invasion immediately anyway. Yeah. So with Capcom's touch to it, yeah. Has Capcom done any VR stuff? I don't know. I, don't I, I haven't have done yet. any VR stuff myself. Like we did that one the the IMAX VR, which was nauseating. Fun. Yeah. I mean I did that <laughs> that John Wick thing and you know I actually Oh, I, I was thinking about the one we did in um, Santa Monica, not the other one. Yeah. No, the other one where it was like a real one. I played the bird person game. And then I played John Wick 2, and, like, that that was fun. I, I don't know anything about John Wick, but that was a fun, like, experience. And I think with zombies, that'd be cool. That's cool. I mean, I think it's it lends itself very well. Just, like, these shooters with VR can be so immersive. Like, looking through the, like, the most recent Resident Evil, they have the VR option. And it's right. super immersive, and it's super cool. Like, yeah, um, wow. Mike from uh, My Hot Life uh, did a whole thing about it, and it sounds fascinating. We need to go over to his house and play it, because okay. it sounds really fun. I would like to do that. I know. We're going. Hi, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that is us confirming us coming over. Yep. When you download this and listen to it, just know we'll be outside your door waiting to play video games. Ding dong. Yes. How heavy are the rumors for 4? I haven't. Oh, it's like a loot, like Half-Life 3 or whatever. Yeah, it's like Half-Life <laughs> 3, Portal 3, all yeah. those sequels. It's like, yeah, sure, we're working on it. It's like a Valve rumor. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Can we use that as like a phrase now? Yeah, a Valve um, rumor. I actually really do want to go on wiki after this and look up the storylines of proper sequel two and then three i'm saying proper sequel to distinguish it from the spinoff sequel (laughs) (laughs) i get it but i'm more curious about this fuckboy frank Um, which is so weird that like he was such a popular character because he is just like a total fuckboy do people cosplay as him i don't think so I haven't seen. He's too basic. Okay, yeah, it's just like a dude. Like you look like a shitty Indiana Jones cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you stop halfway through? <laughs> you gave up on your cosplay. You forgot you're supposed to wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot your hat. I have a camera. This one thing. Are you, are you a shitty Peter Parker? What is this? I'm kind of a shitty Peter. He's Parker. kind of a shitty Peter Parker. Yeah. Okay, you know that's that's fascinating. Like I I really enjoyed this one. Um. In terms of horror, is it horror really in genre where there's zombies or are you getting jump scares? And I feel like it would be brightly lit because it's in a mall. There's like a cut scene or two with like a jump scare, but it's not like they don't rely on jump scares by any means. That's cool. And I say horror, yeah, in the sense that it's just zombie is the... Subject matter of it. The subject matter, yeah. Like it's a survival game framed in a horror world. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, zombie is typically horror. Yeah, no, Totally. Um, except for Plants vs. Zombies, which I was trying to get in on earlier. This was this one was really great. I had a really good time with this one. Oh, I'm glad. I did too. I mean, the game's super fun anyway. It sounds super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, When let's get the reissue and play them. Totally down. Okay. We have so much coming up. South Park comes out. Oh, South Park comes out. By the time this is out, the South Park has been out. But Yeah. South Park's out in like We have a lot to do on South Park, though. Day. Oh my gosh, it's out tomorrow. We didn't get the first one. No, we still have to play through the, what's the Stick of Truth? Stick of Truth and then um, 
fractured butthole. Yeah. So we got to play what? through the first one. Also, I want to throw this out there. Tom did not get the joke of fractured butthole for so a while. And Way I, too long. And I said it like I can. I said it fractured butthole instead of fractured butthole. And Tom lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, wait, I just got it. It was like so it was like a year after it was announced. Oh, <laughs> not that long, but it was announced a long time ago. Don't even play. Um, that's <laughs> great. We actually have our um Coon and Friends flag from Loot Gaming from a while ago right, that we can yeah. put up and get very in the spirit and get some cheesy poofs and it'll be great and we'll have we'll make a night of it. We've got some great stuff. Date night with us is literally like ordering pizza and playing Overwatch. So this is going to be like a fancy date night where we order pizza and play South Park. (laughs) I'm very good to be married to. (laughs) Right? Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking us on this wild journey through a mall. Oh, you're welcome. It was basically gremlins. It was basically gremlins. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> there was no brain zombie, though, or, or vegetable zombie. Electricity zombie. Electricity zombie. <laughs> Wait, can Keen Peel come back just to do an episode on this? Just for that one. Just bit. for that one. For our joke. Please, Keen Peel. Just for us. I gotta go put some cowboys in Back to the Future 3 now. <laughs> and on that note. On that note. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're on, probably iTunes or the other one. I don't understand Android life. Tom does, but what do you use? Stitcher? All of them. All of them? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Use all of them. Yeah, rate and review us on all of them. Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, our Twitter, Instagram, and our email is linked in the description. If you have any ideas for games, please shoot them our way. We're really just going through games that Tom and I have played, which is a finite number, right. unfortunately. <laughs> and So far, we've only done games that we've, like, one or the other has played. Yeah. We're going to eventually run into games that we've both played. I'm so excited for and that. I can't wait for the day we run into a game that neither of us have played. And we're just like, this looked ridiculous on YouTube. But that's got to come from you guys, because honestly, we don't know what games to do and if we haven't played it before. So give us some ideas. If it's a game we hadn't ever heard of before or played and enough of you request it, shit, we'll do it. Yeah, if it's if, even if you just sell us on it, I'm down. Yeah. Like, if it's one person that's super passionate about this weird Very fucking indie game, argument. fuck yeah. Get at me. Um, But our email, all of our contact information is in the link in bio. We love you very much, and we really appreciate it. This has been so much fun, and I feel like we're just getting started. And I'm so happy to be here and talk about weird shit with you in this very warm recording studio. Can we leave now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Goombas. Until next time. Bye. Bye.